Hello everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to Love Hill Grow. I'm Sierra, your host and creator of Love Hill Grow podcast. I created this podcast for those of us that are seeking truth, healing, and peace after heartbreak. So let's get started. We are on the third episode of the 100 toxic games that men and women play and tonight I will be going through 21 to 30. All right so last time I got a little confused with the numbers. I'm gonna do my best not to do that tonight. All right number 21. Test and quizzes you. So the whole testing and quizzing the person that you are either in a relationship or pursuing a relationship with, it is childish, okay? I understand that you want to see how that person is going to react. I understand that you want to see, you know, um, just who they are to the core and see if they're going to reveal something to you that would help you determine who they really are and it is toxic it's childish and it's toxic now I understand the reasoning behind it but you know after a while once you start to really keep continually testing someone they're gonna do one or two things they're gonna resent you for it and kind of put a have a guard up always expecting some type of test or quiz and with that that creates a sense of doubt and trust um a a sense of lack of trust actually you know they they start to lose trust for you and then you know you're probably offended that they're so offended because you're like it's just it was just a test I was just trying to see how you were going to react over time that person is going to resent you or that person is just going to walk away from you because put yourself in that person's shoes nobody wants to be constantly tested or quizzed to see you know what it is if I'm really a good person for you with that being said you don't really have to test and quiz people life is going to give those um, opportunities for you to see who they are to the core so you don't have to prematurely try to provoke a reaction or provoke a response because At some point, sooner or later, most likely sooner, you're going to see who they are. And, you know, typically we try to test and quiz people because we've been through things and we just want to hurry up and get to that point of, okay, is this really going to work? But if if your intention when you're meeting someone is to test and quiz them, then you might want to reevaluate if you really are ready to be dating because when you do start dating and pursuing your relationship you need to be at a place where you feel secure and you allow things to happen naturally and not because you're you know creating these scenarios for them to react in a way for you to see if you really want to be with them like just let things go naturally and if you're not at a place where you're ready to let things go naturally then don't participate in the toxic games which is 21 testing and quizzing okay 22 places you in uncomfortable situations that they themselves wouldn't be in 
okay this is just like a hypocrite this is a hypocrite you know it's okay for them to cheat on you it's okay for them to you know ditch you for their friends for the hundredth time but as soon as you know you do it to them or you know you just know for a fact that you would not be able to do the same behaviors make the same choices that they're making um it would make them completely lash out etc this is a toxic game because you know we all should be treating each other how we want to be treated it's so crazy because the rules to dating and life and love it really should be simple people in their issues and their inner problems and thing just a whole lot of things that they didn't go they didn't work out through as far as you know things they went through childhood and and all of these different negative emotions that people just harbor they make things so difficult it could really be simple life and love could be as simple as following the golden rule the golden rule is don't do unto others as you would not have them do unto you meaning if you don't want to be cheated on you shouldn't be cheating if you don't want to be misled then you shouldn't be misleading 23 lacks social media etiquette leaves inappropriate comments likes memes etc repost anything that's on social media you know that's disrespectful that's inappropriate they're reposting they're liking you might be guilty of this um whenever i'm in a relationship i have never done this unless i'll be honest i did do this once to prove a point um my ex was constantly liking inappropriate videos and pictures of women like the videos would be of her having her entire bare butt in the video shaking it you know just real sexual real grimy and he would like it and even go as far as commenting heart emoji eyes just the whole nine and I'm like is it okay for me to like pictures and posts of guys with their, you know, their crotch out? I could damn near see their pubic hairs. Is it is it really okay for me to like that? No. Okay, so why are you liking it? It just goes back to number 22, placing you in uncomfortable situations that they, wouldn't, they themselves wouldn't be in. Okay, and so when I did the same thing that he did, which is just him lacking social media etiquette, which we can break it all the way down. It's also you lacking um, lacking respect for the relationship, lacking res- respect for your partner's feelings. Like, you know, you have to put yourself in that other person's shoes and you going around liking all of this inappropriate stuff. It's a reflection of who you are. It's a reflection of how you really feel about that relationship. It's a reflection on a lot of things. And so, you know, one thing that I've learned about people and about dating is that, you know, if they'll disrespect you with the smallest thing, there's no doubt that they will not hesitate to disrespect you on a much larger scale. So I do not overlook the small or minor things, especially, you know, sometimes this is on very rare occasions. 
some people just really don't know that they're being disrespectful. This is on a very rare occasion, though, because whether or not you know it for a fact, if you're really being disrespectful, at the end of the day, you know what's right. You know what's wrong. You know how you want to be treated. So that should kind of be a guide on how you treat other people. So, you know, I don't always I don't give majority. I don't give people a pass on whether or not they know it's being disrespectful. Um, But in that instant, if you're letting them know like, hey, I see that you like this. I see that you commented on this. I want you to stop. And that person does not stop. See, that's even more disrespectful. Like that's showing you that they don't care how you feel. And a person that does not care how you feel and how their actions um, impact you is a completely dangerous and toxic person to be around because they will literally drag your heart through the mud. Okay, 24. Doesn't post you or doesn't like any of your pictures, aka ghost follows. So I actually have had this conversation with a few people in regards to posting your significant other on your Instagram. I personally feel like If it's not your business page, meaning there are barely any pictures of you, then of course not. I'm not going to expect you to post me. But if we have developed a relationship, we have gotten through the beginning stages of our relationship, we are a solid pair, then I'm going to expect you to at least post me once, at least tag me once. There needs to be some type of proof on your page that you have a partner. Um, Whether you want to fully agree or not, if you have social media and it's your personal social media page, then your personal social media is a reflection of what your interests are, what you care about, what you're passionate about, you know, it's a reflection of who you are. And so if you don't have any pictures of who you are and what you care about in regards to your relationship, then, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of sketch because a lot of times, you know, people are not posting their significant other because they have more than one significant other. Um, people are not posting their significant other because they're not really sure about their relationship. People are not posting their significant other because they're really embarrassed about their significant other, or they're trying to protect something else that they have going on, or they're trying to protect an ex's feelings and what they might think if they see that they have moved on. There are just so many different scandalous reasons as to why people don't post and people try to paint it as oh no I just don't think it's that serious or oh no I just don't get into social media like that and I'm just gonna say don't fall for that if you have already voiced your concern about being on your part on your partner's social media and it's not a business page and he has no bit he has no worries posting pictures of him constantly then you know it is something to consider and and really think about you know what what's the real issue what's the deeper reason as to why you cannot be posted because if it's not that big of a deal then just post it post the picture okay um 25 you hold all of the conversation this is a big concern for me because 
if you're interested in me and I'm interested in you, then, you know, I shouldn't be the one that's making up all of the conversation. And often we will ignore this, you know, those of us that are really empathetic and empaths and we feel deeply and we love hard. And especially when we meet someone that's much more laid back and mysterious, we'll just take on that extra responsibility and hold all the conversation, you know, but over time you cannot, that's not how a relationship works. That's not how a healthy relationship works. Communication is crucial. Conversation is crucial. So, you know, you holding all the conversation is a no-no. It's toxic because after a while you're going to start feeling like, okay, what is this relationship without me? Like, do you bring anything to the table? Where's your emotional support? Are you concerned? Are you like, where's your concern as far as what I'm interested in? I can't make up all of the conversation. And, you know, not not one person is responsible for everything. Like a relationship, a partnership is about both of you coming together. And pretty much communication is like, part of the glue to any relationship 26 does not show concern that one is pretty self-explanatory you know a careless person that just doesn't show concern they're so unbothered by everything anything that goes on with you it's toxic you know after a while that's going to make you feel like you're not worth it you're you don't deserve true genuine care and when you're around someone that makes you feel that way it really does weigh on you 27 pretends to be concerned but does not take action i absolutely hate this like if you aren't going to do anything or you know if i if i'm in a relationship and there's a real serious situation and you just make no effort to really contribute as far as taking action taking the initiative then I'm really like, that's like a deal breaker for me. The whole, oh, are you okay? But you know, you're never really there for me when I need you. That's a big no-no. 28, gas lighting. Mo, a lot of us don't really know what this word is. I literally just, just really dug deep into what gaslighting is because I was gaslighted so much in my last relationship all narcissists uh people that have narcissistic tendencies they gaslight um pretty much everyone so according to google gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person seeks to sow seeds of doubt in a targeted individual making them question their own memory, perception, and sanity. Gaslighting is no joke because gaslighting usually comes from someone that you trust, someone that you have really gotten attached to and close to, and a person that gaslights you, they're literally causing psychological damage to your brain. Like, for example, I'll give you a personal example. Um, my ex constantly used to reach out to his ex and sometimes, you know, I, I, I would come across it 
and not say anything until maybe like a day or so later. Like I would let it marinate and just kind of process what it is that I had seen. And then, of course, you know, I didn't I wasn't making any record of it. So he would delete it and get rid of it. And then I would bring it up and he would be like, what? I didn't talk to her. That must have been old. And, you know, he was so serious that it like after a while, after I after so many different things, not in that same scenario, but just so many things that he would do. And then he would pretend that he did not do it. And he he really kept up that facade so well that it really made me doubt, like, okay, am I tripping? Like, maybe I am overreacting or maybe that was old or maybe I did look at the dates wrong or, you know, you start to doubt yourself because after a while, you're really hoping and praying that and, and believing, okay, maybe I'm overreacting. You know, why would he, why really, why would he be lying this long? Like, it's been months. He still can't be lying about the same. But liars lie. Um, abusers, narcissists, people that really, you know, have these disorders and these inner demons and all of these different things, they really will go out of their way to make you believe whatever it is that they need you to believe for their own benefit. So, um, gaslighting, it's a really, really nasty, nasty game that people play. And at the end of the day, you know, hopefully you, you, you're able, if you ever get caught in a situation where you're being gaslighted, you really just cut all ties with this person. Um, this is one of the games on here that, you know, I did say, that um we all struggle with some of these things but this is one of those games that you just do not want to play with at all because like I said it causes psychological damage it creates a sense of self-doubt a sense of a deep self-doubt like over time constantly being gaslighted you really start to believe that you're going crazy and you know it creates depression it creates cognitive dissonance all of these different things that you really do not you really have a hard time overcoming the effects of gaslighting 29 reverse psychology okay reverse psychology is just pure manipulation it's trying to get you to do whatever it is that they want want you to do um it's a toxic game because it's like just communicate with what it is that you want like the whole manipulation and manipulation tactic it's really not necessary and so when you do get with someone that's always playing these games with reverse psychology and just not being transparent that's a reflection of who they are and you really want to reevaluate if that's somebody that you want to be with 30 apologizes and then does the offense again chronic cheaters chronic liars chronic fucker uppers if that's a word i just made that up but yeah you just chronically you're over and over you just never learn you you claim that the choices that you made are quote-unquote mistakes and you're learning and you're growing and you're young but then you know you 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 get another chance and you blow it again like that's just toxic who has time for that 
And most of the time, you know, when you're in a toxic relationship, they keep doing the same offense over and over and over again. This is like one of the number one ways you know that someone is toxic because they'll apologize, they'll they'll get back in your good graces only to do it again. So thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I am going to upload the next segment of the 100 Toxic Games That Men and Women Play. As always, take care, and I hope you have an amazing day. Bye-bye.